Hello and welcome to the Third Reel Podcast, the show where we geek out over movies and TV shows. My name is Dave and I'm so happy you are here today. This is going to be an amazing show. How do I know this? Because with me, as always, is the one, the only, Mike. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm kind of nervous about whatever Dave's trying to pull. <laughs> and the only reason anything could go wrong, Ryan's here, too. Hey, Chew. I was expecting him to say, and surprise, I have Danny on the phone. Danny, can you hear us? <laughs> Let's not dwell on the, the bad news of Ryan being here, dragging us all down. <sighs> Let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, Helen Mirren has been determined to be a goddess, duh. Borat makes the Oscar committee work their tongues, and George R. R. Martin starts a masterclass in procrastination, and so much more. It's so packed full of goodness, it, it's popping, baby. <laughs> Before any of that, let's dive into the biggest TV news of the week. Mighty Borat Ducks wins are the Oscars. Back. Wait, what? Hold on. Uh, uh, right. just, Mike, I think I just heard Mike say that? something about the Oscars, so that's got my attention. Uh, what's that about Borat win, uh, winning an Oscar? Borat wins at, is winning at the Oscars. And how's that? Isn't that? Uh, nice. Borat subsequent movie film, um, delivery of prestigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan, uh, has broken the Guinness World Record for the longest film nominated uh, for an Oscar. <clears throat> Very good. <laughs> Okay, I get it. Uh, you know, I that's Starting so off much, win. That, that's interesting. What's, the, count? what's I mean, the character count? I kind of forgot the title was that long, um, but you know, I, I would argue that that first movie should have won uh, best screenplay because that was uh, excellent, funny stuff. But Borat Two was too weird. Well, it was too weird. Except <laughs> uh, Dave, you asked. It's one hundred and ten <laughs> characters. <clears throat> Except it's 110 it characters. So to claim this, this is like a Guinness World Records type thing, then, right? To, to get the they, Oscar they, for the longest name, you need they 120. They broke the as record. Long as it's shorter than they a broke tweet, the record of uh, uh, those magnificent men in their flying machines, or how I flew from London to Paris in 25 hours and 11 minutes, which had 85 characters. Okay. It came out in what 1965. Year was that movie? Uh, 1965. So I mean, that's a that's a pretty impressive record holding holding that title for so long right especially because it's such an easy one to make like it's such an easy one to break that if you want yeah. to have this guinness world record all you have to do is make you know deadpool versus cable versus deadpool versus cable versus except deadpool that's versus not gonna win the versus... oscar though <laughs> so it's not well, that yeah, easy it needs to, to get break. an oscar nom the trick is actually getting the oscar nomination as well <laughs> right um, well but i mean deadpool got oscar nominated did it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure it did. I mean, it's slim something. pickings this year, so I'm sure you can get in as long as you're. What's the required criteria? You had to be playing in a theater. Does anyone have to have actually been in that theater while it's playing? Yeah, no. Um, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, Didn't wasn't there talk of Netflix buying a theater so that they could meet that requirement for their movies? Yeah, yeah, and they instead just do a special like a, they'll do a special screening um and f for the whole covid thing just simply a press screening is enough for the oscars this year of a criteria mm. so that they wouldn't so have words, to subject i guess the rest of the world to this virus 
So the musical industry or musical industry, the movie industry said, okay, you can only compete for our trophies if you play the game our way. And then the world said, nobody can play the game your way. And the movie community said, let's change that criteria a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Now, I mean, Borat, I I think Borat should have been nominated for screenplay for the first one. I don't think the second one should have. I'm really happy, though, that uh, the actress who plays his daughter is nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I thought she was incredible and totally, totally deserving of this recognition. Um, But I think they might actually end up awarding the award for the screenplay for the movie just because they missed out the chance on the first one. And there's slim pickings this year, so. Anyway, it's up for two. It's up for two. Um, yeah, screenplay best and actress actress. in a supporting role and screenplay. Yeah, I don't understand this. I've never understood this one. Best writing adapted screenplay. What was it adapted from? What book? Uh, probably or a pod- play or book or something. Yeah. Really, Borat. Uh, I think uh, it's... subsequent movie film delivery of a prestigious bride to an American regime for make benefit of once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Well, because Borat's was a book. No, it was a TV show. He started off as a character on a TV show, so it's adapting that. Right. Technically, Borat first appeared really? in, I think, the Ali G show as a character, not as... Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So but, like, really, that's all it takes to be an adapted screenplay? It's not adapted from anything? They just... Yeah. I mean... That's yeah. bullshit. But anyway. I guess it's the Oscars. It's all bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Moving on. Mike, I'm curious. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I got a chance to rewatch Justice League because I enjoyed it so much. I don't know if Dave did. Um, but, you know, last week we ended the show with really begging you to either watch the first two parts or watch the last part. Did you indulge in either of those things? You spent eight hours watching that pile of garbage? I guess that's a no. So... <laughs> you know, it's weird. I've been revisiting the the previous release. I don't like calling it the original. Uh, the previous release. Um, and I've had to stop. I sat through the four hours without stop. I have stopped and started the other release three, four times. I think I still have an hour left. Wait, so... You haven't finished Justice League, the Snyder Cut I, yet? I finished the Snyder Cut in one sitting. Yeah. I went back to the Whedon Cut mm. to revisit and compare, and I've having, I'm having difficulty getting through it. I've got an hour left, and I've stopped it like three or four times. Yes, because they're shitty movies. I don't see why you would watch them at all. <laughs> so you didn't you try... You want to know how I know? You uh, want to know how I know they're shitty movies? Because they say DCEU on them. Oh... But so does That's the how I know they're substandard. What what which Batman said DCEU? I still I still encourage you to at least try part one. Part one, try it, put it down, whatever you want. Um, if you want, you can actually watch it with your remote control because about ten percent of this movie has been determined to be slow motion. So it's about 24 10%? minutes longer than it needs to be <laughs> because of the, every, That's... Uh, I guess, every flash scene. Well, every fight scene pretty much turns into a slow motion scene in this movie. I've also heard that every time Wonder Woman comes on, they start playing certain music. Okay, but like they've very done that. Oh, they play her okay, theme every time, like, absolutely. Dude, every how, time how she else shows do you know it's Wonder Woman if you don't hear the theme coming in? Yeah, oh, that's I mean, so annoying. they've done that in the previous movies as well. Like, that's yeah. that he just did that as a joke. Uh, you're talking about the Ryan George video, um, the pitch meeting. Uh, you know, yeah. he just leaned into that joke. But, I mean, that's that's her theme song. They do it for everyone in the movie, so... Uh, 
That's oh not yeah, a... what's uh, what's Cyborg's theme? You want me to find it? I can't hum it. It's not as uh, as notable uh, as, not as Wonder Woman's, but it is. Do, do, he does do, do, have a theme. They all have one. Do, 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 do. Um, cool. Does this have something to do with being fired for telling the truth? What? Didn't he get? Isn't Ooh. Cyborg the one who got fired for calling out Josh Wheaton? Anyway, let's not belabor Justice League much longer. I think uh, the whole news it's just item drag was it just out longer and yeah, longer. I think at this point, anyone who's still listening is like, now that they sound like they're in slow mo. <laughs> okay one point i heard i did hear somebody bring up and since i've heard it i cannot get it out of my mind i get it whenever they're doing super fast scenes they do it in slow-mo so that everyone else is so like the flash could move fast while everyone else is moving slow right the problem is every time they go to these slow-mo scenes of super fast stuff the flash is moving as slow in slow motion as everybody else well that's just how slow it's going <laughs> But he it's should be normal slower. speed. He should be like from one spot to the next in a blip because he's the Flash. <clears throat> you're not selling Mike on the oh. movie here. You're telling yeah. him that not only do they do slow mo, but they do slow mo within slow mo. They do, <laughs> and they do slow mo. Por- you know what? Let's and it's done poorly. Let's take a moment. Good, uh, good to know. And not move on yet. Um, uh, you know, we got we got a fan letter. <laughs> And there's a chunk about oh. Justice League. So you know what? Let's address the Justice League bit since we're on this Is it Justice from the, League the, the head tirade. of our fan club? Super fan? Tommy? Tomothy? Yes. Tomothy? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he, he weighed in. He emailed us and weighed in with his thoughts, which were that he thought it was such an improvement. Uh, specifically, he says uh, the movie was going to be a tough sell. Um, the Dark Seed Apocalypse, Steppen- Steppenwolf crew, the formation of the Justice League, starting with just two of them. It's a lot of stuff. Now, Snyder trying has... to put in some new Coke as well. Yeah, right? Um, and one of that has to fail. It was new Coke. Um, Coke. So, uh, you know, Snyder has his style, slow-mo, the darkness, uh, uncomfortable song selections, <laughs> um, brokismo <laughs> moments galore. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but I think it works for a lot of DC stuff, or at least... Uh, this telling of it, which I have to personally agree with. I think all of that works in this case for this movie. That doesn't mean make it a good movie, but that, you know, makes it its own thing. Uh, he says that CGI can be pretty wa- rough at some times. Agreed. But, you know, that could have just been a money issue. He says uh, the, uh, uh, yeah. the action was... Stuff that wasn't finished the first time. They're like, fuck, we have to go back and do this now. Right. Uh, he says the action was Bob a thousand times ago. better. Bob was nearly done. <laughs> He says the action was a thousand times better thanks to a 200% increase in horse throwing. That is correct. Those poor, poor horses uh, in the Amazonian action scene. There was far more violence toward horses. Um, Oh, yeah. He says those fights were bananas, but the slow-mo coffee scenes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the caring of big-ass bow and arrow, creepy fishing girl song. <laughs> that's how you get to four hours. And, you know, that's how you could get this four-hour version, too. Like a two-and-a-half, three-hour uh, doable cinematic release. Um, so it's really... I mean, I'm not reading his message at the moment right now. This is just me saying. I really think it, they missed an opportunity to just not stick to his original plan and just give us a three-hour version. I think it was money that got them to reshoot most of it and put out a two-hour version um, so they can get more screen time. Yeah. Um, He says uh, the story was fleshed out a bit better, but still had some holes. It's it's true. Uh, He didn't understand. Did Darkseed forget that he dropped the boxes on Earth or not realize that the anti-life equation was there? I agree. That was a little strange. 
I mean, uh, from the from the the fight scene, uh, he knew that he'd left them there. He had sent uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was sent there back basically as a task to be like, you know what, you deal with this, prove that you're good enough. Yeah, because he got beat back the last time. Um, he was have some blood loss, so maybe his memory's a little foggy. <laughs> as for the anti life equation, I honestly think there was. They went through the script and they and they look, kind of looked at each other like, look. What's something deep dive nerdgasm that we can just draw in somewhere? And like, obviously, this yeah. isn't going to be in a theater, so we don't have to worry about people doing things inappropriate, getting too excited. But <laughs> what can we do here? They're like, well, there's this thing called the anti-life equation. Go on. Tell me more. All right. Can we just write that in the ground? Is that good enough? We just do some shit. Perfect. It's in Go there. It. Moving on. Yeah. Um. All right. So what's uh I think though we should we should move on from Justice League. Everyone's been talking right. about it on all the podcasts this week or last week, then ourselves hope, included. Hopefully there's a another superhero movie on the horizon that's gonna be a bit more condensed. Let's aim for at least sub two and a half hours. Um, after releasing this week on Amazon Prime, the animated series Invincible, oh, yes. uh, there is talks that there's still a live action movie that's gonna exist separate from the Amazon series. Is there? so Robert Kirkman is happy enough to put his thumb into two different pies because uh, <laughs> they're letting him, so why not? Uh, and this is how you do it, George you do multiple <laughs> things at the same time, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. he, what, so what do we no... call that? Simultaneous tasking, multitasking. Exactly. There it is, <laughs> multitasking. Multitasking. We invented a new word, but um, you're or right. Delegate. I mean. Robert Kirkman was writing Invincible and Walking Dead comics at the same time. And, you know, he's still working on the Walking Dead live action series as a consultant in some way, while also working on the Invincible cartoon on Amazon, while also apparently working on a movie version of the the cartoon. There you go. The comic. Are you hearing this, George? Are we shaming you enough? Hell, there's three Um, Walking Dead shows. Well, there's two and there's a third one coming. Um, that I learned on on the latest Fat Man Beyond podcast. Uh, oh, the teen podcast. one. Yeah. Um. So there's like three Walking, Walking Dead High Dead School. Tell yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um. But the the point is, there he's cranking this stuff out and and finishing them. But anyway, this segment's not supposed to be about George and what he's done wrong. We're supposed to be talking about no, Robert we got his coming right. up. <laughs> um. So this movie is actually is. Uh, developing series with Universal with Seth Rogen and even Evan Goldberg. Seth Rogen's grabbing onto anything. The man's got money. I've heard it from him before. He latches onto projects because he's determined to make them before somebody else fucks them up. That's why he grabbed Preacher because he's like, <laughs> I love Preacher. People are going to fuck it up. I'm going to take it. I'm going to make my own. So at least he can't... That is ownership. At least he can't complain yeah. that someone is making the properties. Like He's not like, oh, why doesn't somebody do a good job with it? He's putting his money, all of his money, where his mouth is. That, that's um, that's how you spend money as a rich person. I love that. Yes. Uh, so, Invincible, I really enjoyed the three episodes that they released. Because Amazon does this thing where they release three episodes at once. And then the remainder of the season will be one at a time. Rather than, it's like a middle ground <laughs> between Netflix they, and Disney+. Plus. They seem no, to not. have worked it's out a... the best pusher re- ratio, right? So, you get a first taste. You yeah. get three for free. Um, and then and if you, you still get to back, binge. Well, you just got to come back, see me every week and uh, yeah. bring a little scratch and we'll see what we can do. Give everyone a good time. But Mike, you disagree? 
Yeah. Why? I mean, we just established that that WandaVision was better uh, weekly, like in our last couple of episodes. Like, I dis I disagree. Oh, okay. I think WandaVision would have been better all at once, and I I, I even said that last week. WandaVision would have been better all at once. Uh, Winter Soldier, I'm fine. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm fine getting piecemeal. All right. Um. I no. I think uh, pick a lane. Either either release it all at once. Or release it week to week. I think, Don't do this Mickey Mouse in the middle shit. I think the thinking is that people do enjoy binging. Um, Netflix has made binging TV shows a thing. So they yeah. want to still give people the chance to binge. So that's why you get three whole episodes. So you can still binge it and be like, wow, that was amazing. Um, and you do feel like then uh, you're okay with waiting a week. Because I, as soon as the first episode of Invincible ended, like I texted Dave uh, my reaction to it. It was fucking insane it was a holy shit moment and i had to know what was going to happen next and thank god i was able to now by the end of the third episode it was still a holy shit moment but i'm like i'm okay i just watched three episodes i can wait a week i feel satisfied so i think it really worked for invincible um mike did you watch any of it not yet oh (laughs) i think the uh the week-to-week model, though, it also, in terms of marketing, it's probably, a, it gives you a boost because you're constantly getting people talking about it. If it all comes out at once, you get people talking about it that week, maybe the week after. If it's coming out every week, every time there's a new piece to that story, you know, like WandaVision was a great example. Everyone was frothing at talking the mouth and yeah. salivating, excited to hear what was going to be next with WandaVision. And they're already doing that with uh, Falcon, Falcon and the yeah. Winter Soldier. Now, in Invincible... Right. There's a community that develops around this broken up. If, if you can only binge it, people get very separated. Yeah. Now, for an Invincible's case, um, I'm, I doubt that they can pull off in live action the kind of horrific, grotesque violence that yeah. was in the animated um, cartoon. I, like, I, mean, I don't think I've seen that level in live action before. I would... Th- I mean, there was that... Do you remember that horror Superman movie? I can't even remember what it was called now. Yeah, uh, Brightburn. Brightburn, thank you. That one was very graphic. It's going to be closer to that. The difficulty, I think, for them is going to be... Because there's elements of it that's very graphic and violent, and then comedic. So how do you go right. and also from like a, a touchy bloody, family pulsy story. face yeah, to um, uh, a joke? You know, oh dear, I got blood on my shoe, you know? You got to Well, yeah, when he's got like the the alien squid (laughs) tentacle on his back in the morning for breakfast, and he's like, oh, let's just cook it or whatever. Let's barbecue it. And wife's like, no, what are you doing? Get that outside. (laughs) Sounds like you're ahead of me on the show. Oh, you haven't only only watched the first episode? episode? Yeah. Oh, my God. You have to to message me once you've seen. Damn uh, it, Ryan. Spoilers. So there's some insanity to come. It's so good. Uh, I can't wait, though, to see like it adapted in live action because there is still a bit of a difference between animation and live action you just you know i as much as i enjoy the animated dc movies i still get a bit more of a thrill from the live action versions um so yeah of course and Uh, invincible there's there's no release information yet they just know that yes um because invincible came out this week the news came out of the live action one to basically reiterate Yes, we know there's an animated movie. Yes, we're doing a live action. No, they are not the same thing. <laughs> um, uh, and that's all we know. Moving on, though. Uh, <clears throat> something, though, we do know as about uh, regarding releases and something we all three of us will definitely be watching on day one when it drops on streaming will be Black Widow because it has been announced to be coming to Disney+. Ooh. 
Yeah. Is this Disney Plus or is this Disney Plus Premium? Disney Plus. It's Disney plus. plus Plus. It's Plus Plus, but the Plus, plus. is a fancy Plus. Oh. It's a Plus. Is Disney there an plus accent plus. on the Plus? There is indeed. There's a few accents. Yeah. There's also there's also a thirty dollar a thirty dollar price tag, so it's three months of Disney Plus <clears throat> extra. Well, yeah. So you know. Here's the thing. Uh, they keep delaying this movie because they know this is going to be a box office smash. This is going to be a typical MCU. This is going to be high-level MCU as far as box office numbers are concerned. And so that's why they keep pushing it back, delaying it, because things aren't open yet. And they've delayed it yet yet again. So that's half the news is actually that they've delayed it once more from May to July. But then they've also given in, and it's been like this whole thing, will they or won't they, because they've put up a bunch of other movies so far in Disney Plus's Plus version, um, but Black Would Widow you hasn't been. Please stop saying Plus. <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't care if theaters aren't open yet. I'm uh, I'm dropping thirty dollars for Black Widow. Are you fucking kidding me? The chance to watch this day one at home. This is what we've been like talking about in previous episodes before about like a premium service maybe that lets you drop a hundred dollars to watch a a new release uh, as many whatever new releases at home for that month this is it just in pieces so give me black widow because that's the one i would actually pay for i wouldn't pay for uh disney's soul or whatever pixar's soul raya or whatever raya yeah um yeah so i don't don't give a fuck i'm paying that 30 dollars. it's fucking black widow (laughs) no one else so we know what ryan will be doing that um i don't think so i think it's too expensive I'll pay the $30 to see it on IMAX instead. I'd much prefer. I mean, assuming um, the theaters are still open here. Yeah. Because they are right now, but who knows what's going to change in a month. Well, they aren't right now. What? The theater near you is open? Yep. Oh, not here. The Galaxy Cinemas um, are open. I'm I'm in York. I wouldn't call them open. It's just the door's not locked very hard. <laughs> ah, so I should maybe Plenty double of check room. at night, at midnight or 1 a.m. with a black ski mask on. Well, it's yeah. You have to have a mask. I mean, on. no, you can go during the day because there's still nobody there, <laughs> and you have to wear a mask, Ryan. It's right, so no one's gonna question it. The police will just see like, no, that's, that's right. just a normal everyday person going for a walk at one a.m. with a crowbar in his hand. Maybe he's going to sweep up. Maybe that's just a really with, short broom handle with a crowbar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could argue it, say like that the maintenance closet was clo- was locked and you lost the key. You needed the crowbar to get in to get the broom. This this it new all uh, makes sense, officer. Yeah, this new condo I moved into is across the street from a theater. So um, I pray every day that I'm going to wake up to the news that it's open and I can just take a walk, take a ten minute walk, and go watch the latest movie. Uh, so as soon as Black <laughs> Widow comes out, I'll go every day for like three days. Uh, but if it's not, I'll spend less than going every day three days on once and then watch it three times in a day actually you'll have 48 hours to watch it so i can watch it three times in two days so yeah i'm uh, sure you'll watch it more i think it's great that they finally are gonna release it because i'm fucking dying to see it and uh i think it's great that they're gonna let us uh, get it on disney plus because it's fine it's black widow so leaving Marvel behind and returning to the distinguished competition. Ah, yes. Uh, in other movie news, Her Majesty Helen Mirren uh, has been cast as the main baddie. Oh. In Shazam, furry of furry of the gods. 
fury of the gods. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, if fury any of the gods, if is any a completely DC different movie. Yeah. If, um, if any DC don't, movie don't is going to uh, get into the sexual fetishes of uh, their characters, I suppose it would be Shazam, but an R-rated version of it. Um, not not the kids. <laughs> I would uh, think it'd be more the super pets. Yeah. Um, uh, so she's going to be playing the uh, Hespera, daughter of Atlanta. Of Atla- wow. Why can I not talk this morning? I need your little call so sheet. So just of, like, a daughter. What is it? The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. The right. Human Torch was denied so, a bank loan. So, so Queen the of Atlanta, then? Is that what you're saying? Daughter of Atlas. Oh, okay. <laughs> not queen at all. I know. The Queen of Atlanta, you would think, is a goddess. Uh, but no, we're referring more to uh, the Greek and Roman mythology. Is Atlas Rome or Greek? Greek. Why That's the fuck would you think right, that Greek. either of us uh, have the answer to that, Dave? Honestly, <laughs> I can't believe he uh, actually really paused, thinking that we would come back with an answer for him. That's great. That wasn't no, a gave room giving him shit <laughs> for even asking that question you in the first Greek place. Over and over again, like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, so we don't know any other details. Just um, obviously. If she's cast as one of those that uh, maybe Greek it's gods Atlanta, or related maybe to the Greek gods. Um, so for those A's, S is the strength of Samson. H is, I can't remember. A is the strength of Atlas, of Shazam. So, so it's definitely going to So is it all just somehow. the strength of something? So the strength of Samson, the strength of, know, At- of Atlas, uh, the strength of uh, my local McDonald's delivery boy, the strength of... Just like all the variety of strengths that exist amongst humanity. The strength of the retail worker during COVID-19. I call upon... That's just depressing so his name, version uh, of Shazam I can't remember their me. individual powers, but his name is broken up from Solomon, Can you Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Okay. Uh, putting Achilles in there seems a little dangerous, but um, I'm guessing maybe... Uh, Asper is coming. She wants to the representation. She wants that A to be her now because she's taken over for her dad. Um, or she wants, you know, some share of the power. Who knows? Right. I don't care. I'm in. Zachary Levi is there, so I'm in. See, I, I feel like Shazam is those powers. It's it's kind of a kind of um, I don't know. Call it, I don't want to say bullshit, but he he has the best of her <laughs> of Solomon, the best of Hercules, the best of Atlas, the best of Zeus, the best of yeah. Achilles and the best of Mercury. None of their bad sides. No. <laughs> only only the good sides. Well, that's like the like Bizarro Shazam has all those things but the bad ones. He's got a really bad ankle. Uh, he's got like <laughs> just also, really can't lift think, anything over his head. I think that now reading back on this, I think the first movie I saw wasn't called Shazam, it was called Hazam. Because he didn't have any wisdom of Solomon. You mean the movie with, um, God damn it, <laughs> who is it that I think existed in that movie? Shaq? Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad. Shaq was actually in the movie, but yes, you keep thinking it's Sinbad. Yeah. Um, but I, he he wasn't very wise in that movie. He, I swear I saw that stupid. movie. More too. witty than wise. More dumb than wise. The wit of Sinbad. Um, the. All right. So I don't know. <clears throat> the grandioseness of Helen Mirren. Let's um, the okay. Let's <laughs> arrogance of. <laughs> let's move and away. And on to our next story. Yeah, let's move away from superheroes for a little bit. Um, so you know, Sony, who really aren't in the superhero movie game anymore, um, since they've just kind of given up. 
well, I was going to say, except they've given up control of Spider-Man over to Marvel to handle it properly since they kept dropping the ball. Um, they, Although they are making Morbius, so they're really hoping they can cash in on Superman ancillary characters. I don't know what they're doing. But one thing they're really banking on are video game movies. So they had Monster Hunter come out, um, and I, I got that as one of those uh, weekly... It's a huge acclaim, right? No, it didn't. But it's kind of gotten a bit of a oh. cult following post-release. Like, it came out as uh, on iTunes as like a 99-cent rental. I grabbed it. I watched it. It was thrilling. I was surprised. Um, it was actually really good. Uh, and then it, it's Rotten Tomatoes is actually decently high for what looks like a generic terrible garbage movie anyway then they uh coming out this year i think or if not delayed till next year is tom holland as uh, as nathan drake in the uh the uncharted video game movie right i am excited for that one right and so they yeah, announced another movie they're working on is ghost of tsushima um have you guys played oh that no game? way yeah What's that? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it is it is the highest selling original IP on PlayStation Four ever. Well, um, uh, it's it's Assassin's Creed. But yeah, question for you, question for you, real quick, Ryan. Yeah. Can Can you do me a favor? I need you to do the math. Um, drop Japan out of the numbers there, and how far down the list does it fall? Well, it wasn't a Japanese video game. Are you sure? Yeah, it took place in Japan, but no, it was it was developed by Sucker Punch, who made um, uh, fuck those that those games. God damn it, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Isn't there a movie called Sucker Punch? Yeah, that related, and that's what just came up when I googled it. Um, there's a uh, <laughs> there's another um, franchise that they have made for uh, the PlayStation series. It was one of the infamous infamous. It was a launch title for PlayStation Four oh, yeah. um, as well. Infamous. Uh, they also make the Sly Cooper series. So, no, they're, a, they're an acclaimed um, Sony developer, North American developer. And they wanted to make uh, this, I guess, like uh, this game that's a third-person action RPG game called Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and it is like a love letter to just these Japanese action movies, samurai movies of the past. Uh, you can actually play it in Kurosawa mode, which is like black and white. It ups the contrast. Sorry, this and... is the game or the movie no, you're saying you can play the game. in this mode? Because the movie's... Okay, I was like, the movie's out already? No, no, no. <laughs> they just announced they're making the movie. Uh, so, so yeah, no, it's it was incredibly successful of a game. Uh, made a shit ton of money, sold a crap ton of copies. Um, they're going to do a sequel. It was one of my favorite games from the PlayStation 4 era. It's amazing. If you guys haven't played it, you really have to. It's Assassin's Creed, but Japan. And without all of the predatory monetary practices. Uh, like, no loot boxes. The loot that you find is earned. Like, it's high-level stuff right off the bat, because you're supposed to um, be advancing your character and learning new skills and fighting different enemies. I can't gush enough about this game. It's one of the best of PlayStation 4. Uh, but yeah, so Sony is like, well, you know what? This was a great story as well. Part of what made the game so critically acclaimed was its story. So let's make that into a movie. So they're doing that. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was that was the news. You guys haven't played Ghost of Tsushima? Never heard of it. I have not. You? How have you never heard of it? It won. It even it won uh, for graphics and sound at the Game Awards. Um, like it's, yeah, it's an incredible game. <laughs> 
can't believe you haven't heard of this, yeah, Mike. I heard one word you about have it. a PlayStation, and you love the PlayStation uh, originals. I should send it to you. I'll, uh, if you want, I'll ship it to you since visiting during COVID's not happening. Um, but uh, anyway, great game. Oh, apparently, they're working on a port uh, of that game to the PC. Oh, there you go. So you might be able to play it that way. Um, now, you know, maybe I think if any of these video game movies has a chance of, you know, maybe some a little Oscar gold, it might be Ghost of Tsushima with its very, uh, very deep, interesting story. Um, what should have gotten an Oscar nomination, as we were talking earlier, for screenplay... Or I got it. It's okay. ...was um, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. You guys remember that movie, right? Oh, yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. This, have you seen the series? I have not. Series is great. I actually have heard that the series is uh, like a next level, like top notch stuff. Um, that it's as good as the movie. Uh, it is getting a spin off though, uh, and it's called what the hell is it called? Wellington Paranormal. So I think it's the idea is it's like the the police service because uh, part of what one great scene in the movie where the police coming to visit. The, the vampires um, in their house. And so I suppose the police play a bigger role in the TV show. Uh, and so coming to HBO Max is a uh, spin-off show for that police service dealing with, I suppose, paranormal things in their town of Wellington. I'm down. It's, it's a definitely an entertaining show. Um, the fact that they have uh, vampire fights on their front lawn um, with <laughs> werewolves I would be very interested to see what the police response side of that is. Cause I suspect it's going to be like a guy walking in going, ah, which address? All right. <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. Let's do this. So shit like they're again. fully aware that they're paranormal, but it's more of a pain in the ass than anything else. Right? It's not like, yeah, the fantasy is gone. It's just these guys again. They're having another. There's gonna be blood everywhere, right? Every damn time. And because these vampires are like following modern day <laughs> laws and such, they know that the vampire is not gonna just kill a police officer. Um, so they're knocking on the door and they're like, "All right, you have to invite me in, though. I have to look around, but I know you have to invite me in, or whatever your stupid vampire rules are." <laughs> um, yeah, so that should be fun. Uh, HBO, going going with the good stuff. Um, HBO does seem to like uh, kind of they're willing to step out on a ledge and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm all, and it, I mean, like Game of Thrones, it it worked out very well for them. Mm -hmm. Like that was a great and well acclaimed book, but like you guys had never heard of Game of Thrones before the TV show came out, had you? No. So like it, it they they took something obscure and <clears throat> said, hey, watch this. Yeah. Now. And then they fucked it up. <laughs> it's so crazy that that happened. Just dropped the ball right at the end. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking, though, of TV shows, we're finally going to hear Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man in a Marvel property. <gasps> He's joining the MCU? Almost. Not quite. Uh, MODOK, uh, the animated... Damn it. You, to you toyed me with him on Friday, and you're <laughs> doing this again. Right? So, MODOK, the animated series coming out by uh, Patton Oswalt, is... Uh, Casted, has casted Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man. So we've previously had Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man in Guardians of the Galaxy deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, just at the uh, 
what is it? The posters it's in the posters. background, I think, is what he was reduced to? Yeah, he was the character of Wonder Man. His alter ego, Simon Williams, is a bit of a douchey actor. Um, and so there was a background poster of him looking like Steve Jobs in a movie called Tony Stark. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was... Uh, I never noticed that. Yeah, That's well, kind of and it was unfortunately in a deleted scene, so it's not actually in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but... What will be finally in something will be his voice as the character in this Modoc series, which looks hilarious, of course. This uh, series does look really fun, yes. Yeah, so that's exciting. I just put the Tony Stark photo into the Discord chat. This was a real poster that they made for Guardians. That is so horribly oh, right. awesome. I remember these. These were awesome. Yeah, so the idea oh, is it is looks hilarious. like the uh, like the Steve Jobs movie that they made where he's in the turtleneck, he has his fingers on his chin, but it's Nathan Fillion. And isn't uh, John Hamm has been cast, I think, as Iron Man too, right, for the show? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, th- I just thought yeah. the bigger news was the uh, Nathan Absolutely. Fillion. Absolutely. But I you're mean, right. <laughs> here's the problem with John Hamm nowadays. Um, Skip the Dishes has gone whole ham on the hockey <laughs> commercials. <laughs> So every time, uh, every time he, I watch an episode of this, I'm gonna like be like reaching for, for my phone for the Skip the Dishes app. <laughs> I've since deleted it because of how annoying he is on those app, those ads. I hate and them like, so much. The first season of them were so good. Yeah, those ads were amazing two years ago. Now it's kind of just the same one over and over again, where he's just a massive douche to that Skip the Dishes yeah. buddy guy. Um, but you know what? If anyone is gonna make a good voice for Iron Man, then it'll be him. True. Uh, before we wrap up, oh wait, I think we got one more thing we want to talk about. Oh no, we can delay it. <laughs> we can we can put it off to the end. Delay it. That's good. Well, we're at the end, so. Uh, Game of Thrones author uh, George R. R. Martin has uh, has decided after you know a long wait finally um, to uh, strike a deal with HBO for millions of dollars to to help find new content and make new content for HBO Max. But he no, he has new content. He has. he has new content that we're waiting for him to do. Yeah. No, that's not that's not what they're talking about. This is um But yeah. When are we going to get the So fuck? he doesn't he doesn't need more things. He needs to finish the things. So uh right? <laughs> yes, so there's there's currently uh five different prequel based on A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, And there's the House of the Dragon series um, that they've already got. Um, He's never going to finish the books. Uh, A Song of Ice and Fire is done. Uh, You've read everything you're going to be able to read. Uh, He's (laughs) he's just never going to do it. You know, I think that's that's part of this. He's like, yeah, I'm totally going to get to the the rest of the books of this series, but oh no, I have so much work to do. Get me another job. I I have so many ideas that I'm just waiting to get down on paper. I have nothing. Somebody help me. (laughs) Um, uh, We're definitely going to get to you definitely within the next five or 10 or 50 years. Um, Can somebody work that into his new contract? where whatever project he signs up on by the end of that project, before he gets paid, he has to turn over at least a draft 
of the next Game of Thrones book. Well, you know what's crazy right? is that he's probably already been paid for that last Game of Thrones book because he was at the point where he's like such a, pro, a famous author and the books are so famous that it's like, it doesn't matter what he writes. It's going to sell a ton. So we're going to pay him up front for writing the next book. So he's probably just right? now, holding on to that. All lost to cocaine and hookers. Yeah, I guess so. And so here's the thing. When do they sue him to get that money back? Honestly, that's going to happen. Anymore? Does it matter anymore because he's got so much money from HBO that he can easily pay back the money that he owes them? So the, <laughs> the projects that he's now working on is House of the Dragon, the Nymerian project, uh, which is revolving around uh, the warrior queen Nymeria, um, the Sea Snake, um, which is... Uh, bah, 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 bah. It's the Lord of Tides, so it's all about House Valerian. Uh, Flea Bottom is all about the King's Landing slum, uh, <laughs> which is uh, uh, Duncan Egg Project, um, and an animated drama series that there are no details about yet. Good lord! So, so there, there. That's all the stuff that he is currently working on. Instead of writing the fucking books that we don't know how they end yet, all those things have to do with the books that we don't even know how they end yet. Guy Maybe this is his process. He's working out um, the the background of some of the other characters. He's like, I'll let somebody pay me to do that. And he starts working on, because there's going to be a character. Uh, I mean, it would be brilliant if he ties characters of all these prequel series back into the next book. Because then he's going to get the people watching the show and the people who are already reading dive into it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's going to dive into the next book anyway. It's not like he's going to have difficulty <laughs> selling it. That's true. Inside the book, it could be all blank pages, and then right in the middle, it says, fuck you. Uh, and then you flip through the rest. <laughs> uh, so He's already uh, done that. That's what's happening right now. We feel like we're in a world of blank pages with a giant fuck you in the middle. And this is just taking it away from the implied to the actual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we... I mean... Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I think I think we've kind of covered everything. Yeah. Before uh, we end off, um, I did want to uh, revisit our our fan letter uh, from Thomas because he brings oh, up some sure. interesting stuff from the, our discussions last week. So, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to the show and share your thoughts on what we've been sharing our thoughts on, it's contact at thirdrealpodcast.com. So last week we were talking about Ace Ventura, um, or maybe the week before. Yeah, last week. Anyway. Yeah, it was last week. Um, you know, so he brings up that, you know, having himself having been established in 86, it's a funny way of putting it, um, Ace Ventura is a pillar of my comedic foundation. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> um, however, Already I feel then. like through a 2021 lens, neither of the originals really hold up. I totally agree with that, too. So, yeah. blasphemy. For, the first one is still hilarious. Uh, I think he means from a cultural standpoint. Um, oh, yeah, there's some okay. questionable content. <laughs> so he actually has a great idea here. Uh, he calls it for a little course correction. He would like to say, see Kumail Nanjiani get involved. Um, he would oh, play okay. well, he thinks, as a rival pet detective that they can actually team up oh. even. Oh, that would be hilarious. Right? Or Absolutely like hate each other, but they have to get together to solve the crime. And then they work together. Yes. How perfect would that? And Camille Nagiani, I absolutely love him. He's hilarious. Um, he would kind of be perfect for this. And he's gotten all ripped now for the Eternals. So it's going to be like <laughs> this big contrast. You've got the slubby uh, Jim Carrey's Ace Venture, like with the, with the, with the uh, Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> 
um, and just looking like a mess. And then you have the perfectly polished right. Camille Nanjiani come in, you know, with the suit and like the, the little badge on the thing. <laughs> Saying who he is at and some how he's point, here to help. his shirt can get ripped and he has to take it off like a Thor moment, and he's just shirtless with abs. <laughs> That's right. And it's like, what is even happening right now? And Jim Carrey's going to be looking at him. He's like, "What are you even doing? <laughs> this isn't even fair." <laughs> he's going to rip off a shirt to like tie it onto a little puppy, and then cradle it in his arms. <laughs> I'm not normally a fan of this trope, but it'd be funny anyway. Um, he comes in and he's the like the famous pet detective, so he's got the three nah. piece suit. He's got a he's got a vlogger that's like following him around, like recording his life. So he, he like puts out a daily vlog. Yes. Uh, and then Jim Carrey's just like, "What's wrong with you? We're pet detectives, man. You, you've lost your way. You're no longer true to the pet detective, you know, ethos or whatever." I think that could actually work that, work out very well in this one, while still making fun of all that type stuff. So he um, also mentioned something that I'm like, yes, I wish I could do this. Uh, he's he's all aboard for the monkey hype train. Uh, he says he has tickets booked for a private theater of Godzilla vs. Kong. He says, I don't care how dumb it is. I'm ready to love it. Um, and I completely forgot that that's a thing <laughs> that you can do in the States. Mark Bernardin on the Kevin Smith mm-hmm. podcast uh, did that for Tenet, I think. He got like 10 friends together, rented a movie theater for oh, 100 nice. bucks. Um, and you can't do that here. And I feel like Cineplex is missing out. Like I would 100% have dropped a hundred bucks to go see Converse Godzilla at a 10 minute walk across the street from me. I would have loved to try to get some people to come join me, but I probably would have struggled with that, but I don't care. I want to see that movie really badly, but in Canada, you can't even get that on HBO max because it doesn't exist. You can't get it on Crave, the HBO version, because they for whatever reason, don't want to give it to them. Maybe it's a money thing. And you can't even just get it on fucking iTunes for 30 bucks because Warner (laughs) Brothers is greedy, I guess. Like, how do you not also just say here, also give us $30 if you want, Canada, because all your theaters are closed and you can't go see it. It's such bullshit. I want to see this fucking movie that I'm... Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's my... Ryan, I've got... I've got an action figure for Kong and I've got an action figure for Godzilla. I will do what I can to reenact what I think the movie will be over the next few days. And then I'll just send it to you in a video. Thank will that you. be all right? You can like pretend that you're watching the movie. I thought you were going to have that. I'll just pipe in the and stuff. I yeah. thought you were going to say you'd pull it up on your webcam. Cause you remember that I've got my Godzilla next to me on my desk and we oh, would just fight each other. Go. We'd be like, fight. Dave, make sure that you uh, you crash uh, twice as many, many helicopters as you show on the boat. <laughs> right. That's that's a key feature of these films. You have to destroy more items than you actually start with. Uh-huh. It'll be like a, yeah, constantly refreshing. So like he'll knock down three helicopters. And as he's knocking down three, three more are coming right behind it. To yeah. do his and, and there was only six on the ship. And so the, that should be the, the last ship three, itself should no. have only been able to hold three. Right. Even though it's even though we saw, saw even though we, we they it. said there were six on it, yeah, we saw six take off of it. I'll also be sure to have a scene where the the monkey is standing on the deck of the ship, dancing back and forth, and yet the boat just stays perfectly. Actually, you know what? That's one thing that bugs me when I see that trailer, which I see it over and over again, is the fact that they're both standing on an aircraft carrier and one punches the other yeah. in the face. I'm like, how is that aircraft carrier not underwater? That's not exactly how it's buoyancy works. Rate. And anyway. I can't. Yeah, I feel it's like a if, you, uh, no. if you think for a split second uh, on those movies, um, it all falls apart. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So I, I, I just want to turn my brain off and watch some monkey on lizard action. 
<laughs> I was hating myself I mean, before National, I even said National that. National Geographic line. is yes, National is on uh, Disney Plus now. It so is. That's right. Might, I'm just uh, gonna find what you're looking for. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my monkey and lizard action off Nat Geo on Disney Plus. All right, excuse me, gents. And on that I, note, <laughs> that's I where think, I'm off yeah. to. I think we call it right there and walk away from Congratulations, this. Congratulations, Ryan. You did ruin it. Yeah, I, I ended the podcast. <laughs> I went too far. <laughs> All right. Um, maybe we're coming back next week. Who knows? Uh, but listeners, you know, if you uh, liked what you listened to, give us a shout. Contact at thirdrealpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but uh, that's it. Thanks for coming, Dave. Pew, pew. It's popping. And Mike? I'll talk to you later. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye now. On the Third Real Podcast. Cast, cast. No? All right. Yeah, no, and we're going to do stereo, and each one of us say cast. <laughs>